0: you're listening to the broadway podcast network
1: while we are extremely proud of our episodes this month to celebrate pride and highlight our parents in the lgbtq community we also know that there is a seismic shift in awareness and action taking place with regard to the black lives matter movement here in our country fighting for social
2: justice in our world the episode you are about to listen to was recorded prior to the black lives matter protests currently taking place when you listen please bear this in mind we pledge our support to our Black brothers and sisters during this time and always. Please visit our Instagram page for resources to help you raise an anti-racist child. Change for their future begins now. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Mamas Talking Loud. I'm Kara Cooper. And I'm Jessica Rush. And today joining us is the global dance
1: supervisor and associate choreographer for Hamilton, Stephanie Clemens, and her wife, NYPD officer and yoga instructor, Colleen Quinn.
2: Hi, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. I'm Jessica Rush. And I'm Kara Cooper. And today, we have a couple with us. We have, yeah, right? (laughs) We have Stephanie Clemens. She is the associate choreographer and global dance supervisor for Hamilton. She was in the original companies of In the Heights and If Then, serving as a dance captain and the associate choreographer for Bring It On. Most recently, she is the co-choreographer of the upcoming Fly the Musical that was seen at La Jolla Playhouse. And we have her wife with us as well. Colleen Quinn is a police officer, an NYPD police officer, and a yoga instructor. Thank you both so much for being here. Welcome, ladies. I just, it's, I'm so excited to have y'all here. Um,
1: I think, obviously, I'm excited to talk about motherhood and all the things, but I have to say that when I found out, Colleen, that you were a police officer and yoga instructor, I was Mm like, wait, what? (laughs) So I can't wait to delve into all of it. Like That was the thing that I was like, oh my gosh. Like it's one thing because I knew that you were a police
0: officer, and then when I discovered the yoga aspect, I was like, "Holy, all right! Well, I she can't, can't wait to her. hear." Started and she does. She's also an amateur um, comedian, and she's so good. I, I always say when people are like, "Oh yeah," I'm like, "You don't even know." She's got all we're wearing, wearing all these hats, but oh my god, a I renaissance
2: love it. woman, <laughs> seriously. And yes. I saw you can dance too. I saw on your Instagram uh, that you've got yeah. moves, so <laughs> you can That's put that funny, on your resume funny, as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, every Sunday for our dance class. Got moved too.
1: Yes, ladies, yeah, thanks I for it. being here. I, I just saw yesterday, I think, was the one that you posted. You're probably wearing Ramsey often. Ramsey um, is their son, and you were dancing with him in the carrier leading the the combo and making it happen in your living room, I think, or as we're doing these days. <laughs> yeah. So every
0: Sunday, starting at the, I think it was like week two of the quarantine. It might have been the first week. I don't know. Um, he really likes to move to go to sleep. And so I know, as I know a lot of our dancer mommy babies are. So um, I used to like wear him in my carrier. What happened was, is, you know, people started offering free dance classes and I would wear him cause I'm home. She's working all day and I would wear him and I've noticed that every time I wore him, he went to sleep, like had a great nap. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to teach a parents and me dance class where mommies or daddies want to wear their kids every Sunday. It will keep me dancing and creating and choreographing and moving. Um, And, Colleen, I'll tell you a little bit more about what she does, but so we basically double stream it. We jump, we stream it on her NYPD blue karma yoga platform and mine. And we have all like, we have like dancers that join us. We have police officers that join us. People come with their kids. They wear their dogs. They come with nothing, you know, and it's really fun. It's like an easy beginner class. And so we actually do it every single Sunday. And now that the quarantine's like changing. I don't know. I feel like we're like moving to a new tier. I don't know what to call this yes. next phase, yeah. um, but I'm like, do I keep doing it? And we're really, I don't know. We're really enjoying it. So I think we're going to keep doing it, maybe move it to a different day or something so that we can have our some summer Sundays back. But um, yeah, so we've been doing it every week as, t- as a family. That's I awesome. That. <laughs> Will you tell us um about Ramsey? Will you tell us about your son? Yeah. So he was born April of last year. So he's um, next week gonna be a, 13 months. So he's like a year and a couple weeks right now. He is um hilarious. He's just one of those kids where I feel like he came out like knowing so much. Like I have we have this famous <laughs> picture of when he was born and they put him, you know, he came on my chest and his face looks like like an old man who just witnessed a horrific. <laughs> <laughs> like he already had like age in his face, and something terrible just like happened. Like he knew too much. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and like you know, they say like babies are like the reason why like their you know their neural development is like delayed, and also that they can like come through the canal like and not know what the heck just happened to them. My kid, not the truth. He knew. exactly. he knew. Exactly what happened. What happened. He, knew. he was like <laughs> he got the epidural. My brain is crushed. <laughs> time. I don't know what was that. I had like a really long labor. I had a forty-two hour labor, and I oh. wanted to go natural. And then at like hour thirty-six, they were like, "If you know, this it could start to go really sour," and like his um, heartbeat was dropping and stuff. Um, and so I, she was like, I'm going to give you a few more hours like to just see. And then at hour 40, she was like, it's either emergency C-section or an epidural to see if we can help relax you. And so I had the epidural and he came like two hours later. So it, I felt so guilty for the last two hours. Cause you know, for like when you don't have, and this is no shade on anyone who gets epidural or not, it's not that, but I feel like when you don't have the epidural, you're like in it with them, you know, like they're doing some sort of suffering and birthing <laughs> are too. And then when you get the epidural, like you don't know what, ta- you know, you just, you're like squeezing. Okay. And you're, you can have a conversation. And, um, anyway, so I bore an old soul and he's hilarious. <laughs> this and is I, like his eighth time here. He's like, yeah. I've been here. Yeah, I know, I've been here before. <laughs> exactly. And I feel like we spent the first few months, like unfurrowing his brow literally <laughs> like people would say to me like does he ever not make that face because he always would he has like this like, quizzical look like what is this place and what am I so I was like no I mean sometimes he smiles and I had to like convince people that he was a happy baby because I, I knew in his heart he was he was just like really inquisitive of the world in a way that was just like beyond his weeks you mm-hmm. know what I mean? beyond his there weeks.
2: was a moment though where we were like are you ever gonna smile? There
0: wasn't. But <laughs> <laughs> now he's like the happiest. Are you kid. okay? Yeah.
2: Has the, I was gonna say, has that quizzical nature continued as he's grown? It's definitely continued.
0: He he is so funny because he's oh my god. There's so many different little facets of his personality. He's like funny and like he like jokes with us. Like you know he'll like hint you know try to give you food and then like pull it away. So he's like kind of funny. He's like <laughs> um but then there's moments where he's like he just wants to read for like forever that was just <laughs> making dinner yeah I was just making dinner and I like sat him on his chair and like we have this new thing as of like you know that's the funny thing about quarantine and a, and a month old or one year old they change during the quarantine like at the beginning of the quarantine he was one child he took x amount of naps and now this far into the quarantine we take a different number of naps Ooh. and it's I, you know, we're just like rolling with the punches here, but so our new routine for the last like week or so is when I make dinner, I put him in his little chair and he watches like 30 minutes of Sesame street. And he just got a, a guitar for his birthday. Like someone bought him a ukulele and it's so cute. Little thing. <gasps> oh, it's so cute! cute. <laughs> and, um, there's, you know, he just was sitting on his chair, just holding his uke, like Playing with the tuners and playing that. and then all of a sudden I looked over like ten minutes later, and he wasn't watching. That's to sure he just pulled his favorite book down. And he was just like turning the page. He will <laughs> hold to the chair, and be like, I would like to read in this chair. And he'll sometimes he'll stand at the front window and just like watch what's going on outside. He's like mm-hmm. you an old soul, but then you know, thirty seconds later, he's fast as fuck. He's oh. the <laughs>
2: <laughs> you get guess. yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, no yes, yes, no problem at all. He's the fat like.
0: He's the he can walk a little bit. We practice with him, but like he gets on his hands and knees and he's just gone. It's it's incredible. He's just he's he's wild. He's a really rambunctious one year old. Yeah, so ah, oh, that's
1: awesome. I, I remember. It. I mean, and you're entering a phase too where it's just gonna get more. I mean, my gosh, you just gonna... <laughs> Elliot was like that. She was super observant, like of the world around her. You mm-hmm. know, from really when she was really young, but it just get ready. So Good times are coming. You think yeah, he's fast. Yeah. Just wait till
0: he's like, <laughs> <I> <laughs> he's literally like 15 <laughs> months old. And uh, she, we were FaceTiming one day and she was like, Oh, 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 he's fast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, cool, 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 great, cool. great, great.
2: <laughs> Well, he'll keep you moving. Yeah. Did you, did you both always know you wanted to be mothers? Was that always something that you saw in your future? Oh, for me? No, no,
0: no. Well, when I was young, I did not want to have kids. And I think it was more or less because I would be like, I don't know. I think I was a bully. I was bullied and I was like, I don't want to have kids. I don't want to, I don't want them to have to deal with this stuff that we face, I guess, as life stuff. People. Life, yeah. Like, yeah. And I was just like, I don't know if I can handle a kid going through that. And then, um, I never really thought about it until Steph and I got serious. And I was like, well, if I'm, if I'm going to do this, like this is the person that I want to do it with. Um, and I didn't really want to bear the child. No, I wanted you to be the one. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, it was funny. Cause for, for what, you know, Colleen's a butcher than I am. And so. Wait, she- which is like <laughs> pushing it a little bit. I'm like, you wear men's clothes only. I know, but like, I, that's another conversation. (laughs) So, so, um, she, you know, she really was like, if my parts work, like, I should do this. Like we should do it. And then I started to think about, and now having a baby and like realizing the the stress of the maternity clothes situation, like you just think like, Oh, I'm just going to, I'll have maternity clothes. And then, I, and then when you're going through it, it's just the, you're in the weirdest middle phase for the longest. Most of the pregnancy is the middle phase where like you don't fit in your clothes. Maternity clothes aren't quite right. And when you have
1: like the hairband across your yeah, button on your band. jeans so exactly. that it's like stretching.
0: Yes, and like that—that that was a big concern for me. I'm like, I get—I'm like, get where called, do you find sir? Like yeah. multiple times a day, oh. I was like, how am I going to wear maternity clothes? Like, how would I do this? Well, and but that's the thing—like, mm-hmm. masculine maternity clothes—that doesn't—it doesn't, it doesn't exist. It actually it does, and I only know that because when we were thinking about it, I, you know, I had been talking to some people, and we have these friends um, who uh, both both moms had a baby. So, um, and one of them is very much like me, short hair, dresses more on the masculine side. And she actually gave me this, um, I think I still have it. I may have to give it back to her, but she gave me this, it's like a, it's a book. It's sort of like a comic book written by, um, a, like a butch lesbian who had a baby and what, what was it called? It was called, I um, forget. um, but it was basically about her struggle with the, the whole, the whole of it. Mm. Um, like a button-up shirt that expands for your belly—that's not easy to find, right? So um, we—I had that conversation with my friend, and she's like, "I had to like meditate on it. It was really rough for me to 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 have my body change, but feel a certain way." And and I was like, "Man, that's a lot." Um, So, oh, it was called pregnant push. Like, that's how easy that was. (laughs) It was called pregnant push. Um, but so she, that was her situation. So she thought she was like, if my parts work and you'll hear, I'm sure we'll talk about her job and how her position changed in the last year, but long story long, like she got a little bit screwed over and we were like waiting for her job position to change to have her to get pregnant. And, um, it was like a year and a half. I was supposed to get transferred and it was like supposedly like a done deal and it kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And I was like, well, listen, like on, on, on my job, when you get pregnant, you're considered restricted and you can't do, obviously like can't go out on the street, but you also can't be transferred while you're restricted. Oh, so I was like, well, I don't want to get passed over, but I'm also older than Steph. I'm 41 now. So I was 39 39. at the time. And I was like, well, I don't want to get passed over. Maybe you should go first. So, um, so that's when we started to go to the, you know, the reproductive specialist. And That of- was in April. We found a doctor in May. June was the let's watch it cycle. I got pregnant in July. She so it got was pregnant like, first it, but it was like, wow, it, es- it escalated quickly. Like we escalated it, quickly. Here's the thing, like as a lesbian couple, like you don't necessarily need to go to the reproductive also, specialist, in- but you should just to time it out. Right. Right, but like in April, I didn't know the process. Like I had had a conversation. We had a, had a conversation with a friend. Like I didn't know how it works. Like I didn't know. Like you go to the doctor. Do you, you have to go to a therapist to make sure that you like you have to do all these things and like. So we like followed all the steps, but there's a, a lot of steps. And then I didn't know how it worked. I, th- I was like, I didn't know the difference between IVF and IUI. And I, I didn't know these, all of these things. And it was like such a crash course, but then, not only that, and then <laughs> I was pregnant. We're, we said to each other, we're like, we need to just go to the reproductive specialist right. because we kept talking about it. And when you're gay and there's no accidents, you can't just like, you just can't just like accidentally make a baby. So we were right. like, right we got to, if we're going to do it, let's go. Cause we're going to talk about it until we talk ourselves out of it. So we finally go and you walk in and they're like, you, you know, you finish up the appointment. They're like, all right, so this next cycle we're going to go. And you're like, Oh my God. You're like, hmm. you're like, ah, you're like, no, that's so fast. Right.
1: We we're, were like, ah, what? Well, it's so interesting to me because it sounds like, it sounds like Colleen that you like from the get go, y'all were assuming you would be the one.
0: Yes. Well, right. So after talking about it, we were like, all right, I'm not we really like his... a fan, but I was like, if my parts work, maybe I should do it because we did want to have one one biological child each.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, and you're older, so you were saying,
0: yeah. yeah. So she was going to go first. And so we like and she it's... said she kept getting pushed back at this job, this job right. and it was a year went by. And we went on this vacation in April and we were like, okay, let's have, you know, that's where you have your serious conversations. Let's talk right. about life and we were like, are we going to really wait for the NYPD to tell us when we can have kids or like, should I do this? And she was like, well, if you're up for it. And I was like, I'm up for it. And that's how that.
1: And three out. months later Boom. you were pregnant. Boom.
0: Boom. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Wow. And you know, it's funny growing up. I always, I always like pictured myself having kids and it's like, I kind of grew up um, until I was like about seven years old. I lived in uh, an area where like teen moms were the coolest. Like it was a lot <laughs> of teen moms. And that was like the thing that you did. You just like stroller baby with your, you know, in high school, <laughs> so that was what I thought was really cool, and so I always like at fifteen was like, you know, I'm gonna be a young mom, and I'm gonna, and then, but like, and then, but then I really wanted to adopt, so I had always kind of somewhere in between, like, do I adopt or do I have a baby? And then when I realized that I was gay and I was gonna be with a woman, I was like, is this a sign that I should only adopt? And so I kind of also had like a bit of guilt over getting pregnant and the idea of like making a baby when so many kids need homes. And that's like that's like some deep itch, you know, that was like mm-hmm. some really, that was hard for me to sort of decide um, how to, hard for us to decide. And so then we had this conversation in April, I kind of was like, you know, it's jump off the cliff. Like, this is like, we're in our, I'm in my mid thirties. You're in your late thirties. Like we both, we want a family. And so I knew I always want kids. I just wasn't sure how. And of course, like everybody says this, it's so cliche because it's true to quote uh, Brian Yorkie of if then mm-hmm. other musicals. Um <laughs> You know, it's like when you have your kid, you're like, oh, of course, this is my kid. Of course, this is how this happened. Like, like, thank God we did this. Um, But yeah, I was like in a sort of tumultuous middle ground for a while with that question. Yeah. She really was like, I don't, well, sort of like an, I don't deserve to have kids because I wasn't made to have kids. Like I'm gay. Like I wasn't put on this earth to reproduce the way other people reproduce like it, it was super deep it was wild that's really yeah that is really that's,
1: deep. that's deep. really deep yeah for that's sure like, I mean that is not something I ever would have like I mean no me either. You know I would I mean? never have thought of that yeah you telling us that just now I was like oh my gosh well that makes sense like I understand why you would think think
0: that way and sort of struggle with
1: it within yourself yeah.
0: And it's funny because, so we, like I said, we got home in May. We spoke to, we have a lot, we live in a community that has a lot of lesbians and a lot of hence babies. <laughs> and so we spoke to our uh, baby making friends and we were like, what's the name of your doctor. And so we went to the doctor, we found her. Um, and when I walked into the doctor's office, we walked into the doctor's office end of May. I was like, Oh my God, it's all straight people. There's mm-hmm. all freaking straight people in here. I had this like thing in my brain that like, and I know it's not true. I know plenty of straight people that use reproductive specialists, but in my brain I was have this, like I'm a lesbian. I can't use a reproductive sketch. You're not supposed to whatever. And then when I went in I was like, Oh my God, like it's not lesbian. Like there's a lot so of many people, people have- here yeah. in this place. Like we ran into like one lesbian couple in like the month and a half that we were going there to get, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. So, um, that yeah and i still like struggle with that like i still am like i there's so many kids and maybe foster and um you know so anyway i didn't always know that i want wanted kids i just wasn't quite sure how it was going to happen
2: but it did and it happened very quickly
0: (laughs) (laughs) that baby he wanted to be be here (laughs) he wanted to be born
2: yes that's what i always
1: say it's like you know and same with us. Like I think I went off the pill, and like three months later, it happened. You know what I mean? And it's like, and we always have talked about. People ask if we're going to have another one. You know, that's the yeah. inevitable question. And we're not really. We've sort almost definitively come to that. Right. moment. You always throw in that. Almost. I know. Like,
2: I know. Let's say definitely.
1: Oh no! But pretty much yes. This is our only. I mean, like, it, but we've always said like, if something happens, then it's meant to be. And we would have, you know, but we're not like actively trying to have a second child. But, um, yeah, I had a point with that when I started, where are we talking? Oh, meant well, he wanted to meant be here. To be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's meant, meant, to yeah. meant to be.
0: Yeah. It was, I can't imagine, I can't imagine not having him.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, him yeah. Specifically.
1: Yeah. Isn't so, it crazy too? How like you think that people tell you all these cliches, but they're cliches. Cause they're true. Like, I'm
0: like, I'm so happy. To meet you. I'm so <laughs> Yep. To be
1: on Absolutely. Absolutely. So then I guess the plan is then Colleen, are you, I mean, you said y'all want to have another.
0: So there you next. Well, so what happened was <laughs> when my job was like making me wait, we decided to uh, do an egg retrieval for me, which happened to be out of pocket because you have to, you know, the, the
1: just so much money. Like I'm just imagining, I'm just like, well,
0: to trans- covers covers like six or eight tries at IUI, but we went straight to IVF to do the egg retrieval. So it costs money out of pocket. And then they were like, PS, you're not getting transferred. And I was like, what? no done like she could have gone in the end but like she said it, it all was meant it to be all and happened perfect. the way it needed to happen but like also because like i said we were like so novice we did not know what iui or IVF. we didn't know the difference and so when we went to the doctor we told her our plans that we both wanted to we were you know we had chosen a sperm donor we wanted to have a you know half brother and sister by both of us getting pregnant with the same sperm donor and she said well you know she can do an IVF cycle while you do an IUI cycle so basically IUI is like a medical grade turkey baster they just like take them like but oh. well, they're like we know exactly but they the like to do you it, it at like the right day an hour literally they're like at this hour you come here Spread them, squirt. Done. Then the IVF is like a whole other thing, right? So you have to have like shots and hormones, and you harvest all of these eggs. And then when they make all the eggs come to, they go in there, they slurp them out, and then they slurp. That's a good. (laughs) Um, And then and then they put them in a little thing, and they take that same sperm donor who they you know. Medical grade turkey basted, they pop it over there. And then now we've got those guys waiting in the freezer somewhere. So those so. guys, we have seven of those guys, seven embryos of mine ready to go. But we did that because I still wasn't sure if I wanted to do it. But in the event that I didn't, Steph can still carry child.
1: Yes, using your egg then. So they would still be half siblings. Right. Yeah. In that way.
0: Okay. That oh. That's great. That's so that's, that's the whole, that's the long and short of it. So they're just waiting in oh. the peachy dish. So we, we don't want to keep them frozen too long. So we're probably going to move on that at some point soon. Although the world of uh, coronavirus oh. doctors, I spoke to a friend who just went and she's like, basically the waiting list is crazy because they only let like Two people in there at once, and then they sanitize the whole office every three hours. Not only that, it's just so scary. Like in the beginning, it's like, "Well, yeah. kids aren't getting it." And I was like, "That sounds crazy," and now they're like, "Kids are
1: getting it." And I'm like, <laughs> "Right, I know." Right, yeah, no, it's definitely um, that's made us. Because in the beginning, you know, you're thinking, "Oh, that's at least one blessing is that the kids aren't getting it," and now, yeah, you know, we we're like, "I'm gonna keep her out of school till this." the vaccine comes. And yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'll be home because Broadway ain't coming back anytime no. soon. <laughs> <Nope>. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's nuts. I just want to give you a shout out Steph because so backstory, I know Stephanie, I've met her because my husband, Eric was doing fly at La Jolla playhouse, which is why we're still in La Jolla. Thank you. La Jolla playhouse. <laughs> um, Playhouse. Not mad about it, but he talks about how awesome it was when you would have Ramsey with you at rehearsal and like wearing him while you were working. And that is something I noticed when I did a show out here that there are, they're very familial, um, theater, you know, a lot, some regional theaters tend to be that way and more welcoming of our children and such. But I just think, um, it's awesome. He was saying that he's like, it was so cool. She would be holding the baby and she was giving notes or choreographing or doing this and that. And. So shout out to you,
0: Thanks. choreographer Mama. Oh, thank you. And, you know, I have to say, it's also the room that's accepting of it. Like, so Jeffrey Seller is just such a dad. He mm-hmm. loves kids. He doesn't mind them when they coo in the corner. You know, we've all been in that position, moms, where like our child makes a sound and they're not close to We're just like, ah! right. And, and Jeffrey is just like, sweet baby boy like you're so you know and 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 truly authentically and so that is really a place where I lucked out because it came from the top down that he was really accepting of Ramsey being around in addition to the fact that my son loves music he loves anything musical and so I mean I think a lot of kids like music so um that's a thing but you know I can keep sometimes when he was really young, like when he just learned to sit up, I would take him to like, there's a yoga studio here. I would take him and put him down and like choreograph and he would just sit in one spot and watch me dance for like 45 minutes. And so I'm, I'm lucky that he kind of like continues to let me work. I mean, sometimes as you said, I have to wear him, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I feel super lucky that like the room was accepting of that. Right. Like people are like, yes, I'll listen to your note, even though I'm staring at your child. It's like, mm-hmm.
1: well, and he was so, I mean, what was he wasn't even a year old yet. So he was that squishy, delicious, like nine months, eight months, whatever. And it's like, who doesn't, if you don't want to hold or smell, a baby, <laughs> then you need to examine your soul. I think. I mean, I just I you know what I mean. Like, come on, y'all. Like, it's a baby. It's not even an annoying toddler or anything. You know what I mean? See, like, it's different
0: than
2: having like a three or four year old.
1: Running yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then I can be annoyed. But like yeah. when they're eight months and they're just so oh, squishy and yeah. sweet. And but please. the old
0: soul that he is, I came to visit, and I want. I came by to watch the. Was it the second act? Yeah. I came by to watch the <gasps> second act. Oh, he sat through the whole second act, and he you you know, watched the entire show. And wow. your husband, you know, when he has that scene where he yells at the boys. Oh, wait, your husband's the pirate. Yeah. I mean, the yeah, captain. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh, yeah, he's amazing. Thanks. So, he, mm-hmm. so we were sitting right there on like house right stage left which is where Eric had this scene and so he's watching so intently and he understands the story so when Eric like said to the boys he's like he but yelled. he yelled Ramsey just started his whole face cracked and he went, he started to cry hysterically because he understood that that was bad and then he was and I was like oh my god that's the first time you've been scared like you got scared oh. I like, oh my god. suddenly I was like PG this is not PG eight months this is like the <laughs> <morning>. <laughs> yeah I mean I'm convinced uh, no go ahead and then, and then i had him watch the second act on three more times and by the second time he, he jumped and by the third time he giggled he was like mm-hmm. i know this
1: part well that's good because like elliot we only saw it once which we loved it and we thought it was great but we had there was a lot of discussion leading up to it elliot's almost you know she's five and a half but there was right. a lot of discussion of like remember it's acting and when daddy yells you know right. so well done Ramsey. <laughs> seriously <laughs> the the ignorance of like tiny people do you know what I mean like, <laughs> the, like <laughs> sitting there it's crazy yeah. it's crazy I remember like belting things in our apartment when Elliot was about that age and she would sleep through it she would like yeah. wasn't doing anything but like my God, if you crackle a little piece of paper, like a plastic bag, she'd be like awake and alert. A and then the fear that starts to creep in as they get older and they're more aware of the world is, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Talking about like this time, ladies, it's, um, I mean, we know Broadway's not doing it, So I'm sure Hamilton, you're not rehearsing people. You're not doing all the things, which not is even
0: checking my email. No, my <laughs> God,
1: not even checking your email. <laughs> Oh man, that doesn't make me feel good. Like you're, you're (laughs) one of the people on the other side. You're supposed to be getting some sort of email. No,
0: it's like, it's funny. I see them and it's so, you know, and the other thing that's really funny is like, we were, I mean, we're slave to our emails. And so when this whole thing went down, I was like, I'd be like, it's been three days since I checked my email. Like, I don't even know what's happening in, and. And it's in when you're managing, like Hamilton grew so fast. So I always say, like, I just was doing an interview the other day and I was talking about how I went from being a dancer to like an executive manager because all I do now is like plan castings with casting directors and this casting has to happen here and coordinate with Australia. And like, well, what time is this happening in London? And like, there's like, there's so little dancing involved now. Like every once in a while, like a new bur will come and like me and this associate director will like teach him the show. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, look at me teaching the show. Like it's so much of it is other stuff. And, um, you know, I, I just feel like the, all of that stuff, all of that admin stuff is just shut down because nothing, no, everything is on hold. And I was the, I don't want to call him out, but I'm going to call him out. Um, The uh, production stage manager, the production manager of the show was like, wrote an email basically saying like, ah, I didn't see this. I'm so sorry. Now it's obvious. I'm not checking my email. Like it took him like 36 hours to answer something. You know, we were all on like that 15 minute tip, but yeah. So no, nothing's happening is the answer to that. I was supposed to be choreographing something regionally also in September. That's not happening. And yeah, every, every last little project that I've been doing is not happening. So I'm just like working with, like creating creative teams and like writing
2: stuff that I've wanted to create working on new musicals because why not because why not but Colleen clearly you're still working correct I mean how I mean how has that been I know Jessica and I are both you know we're both in two performer relationships um our husbands are both in the industry so none of us are working right now there's like this We're in this abyss, which has its own struggles (laughs) for sure. It's Um, not hashtag fun employment. (laughs) But I do, but I also feel for people who are in a couple where both people are still working or in a couple where one person is working and the other person is not because then the balance of home life and work life becomes very um, unbalanced, I guess is what I should say. So how are you guys forging through that? What is your work like right now?
0: Um, So, I, I am not on the street anymore. So even though I was waiting for that transfer to happen and I got passed over, I actually got transferred to a brand new unit that was kind of more my speed because um, I was originally I wanted to go to the police academy to be an instructor, but I wanted to try to weasel in you know, yoga because I think that people need it. And um, they were like, no. And um, so then the health and wellness unit started. And, um, I had myself and this other, uh, this other woman who was a lieutenant at the time we started, a uh, um, uh, NYPD sports, uh, NYPD has sports teams, like with baseball, football, there's a lot of competitive teams, but then you also have like, um, an aerobics team and like, um, action shooting where they, 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 you know, they shoot target, it, it, it It doesn't matter. There's like 30 teams. There's volleyball, lacrosse, cricket, rugby, seven types of football, seven types of soccer. (laughs) Uh, So we were like, let's let's try to start a yoga program where it's just like a karma project. You know, we we teach the yoga, you take it. Hopefully, everybody wins. That's was the whole idea. So we started this uh, sports team, which is totally recreational, and then the health and wellness section um was I guess they they were looking for people and um I applied and I got in and now I re- I literally teach cops yoga so I'm I'm still doing what I'm doing and at, there was a moment where I was like I'm gonna get kicked back out onto the street and I have to go back into people's homes and I'm not I'm not about it but my unit um is really the one unit that is providing like Mental health services. Now it's been like ten weeks already. Yeah. We yeah. Started, so yeah, we started the same week. So I've just been teaching live classes on Saturdays, um, and I, I I'm also I'm like a health and fitness coordinator, so I'm also organizing events. And I had this huge event that I wanted, like a family day, a family fitness day, and that got you know, kiboshed because it was supposed to be in a New York City park. There's no park permits. Nothing's happening. So um I decided to go virtual with it. So we're gonna do like a Zoom uh fitness festival with all of the sports teams to showcase what they're doing because a lot of people don't know about them. So um I'm still planning that and we didn't we ended up not going back out. There's only like five cops in my unit, the rest are supervisors, so we didn't we didn't go back out onto the street. Um and I'm, I know,
1: well I was gonna say because I, I heard so many, I mean so many police officers. Cause I, even though I'm in La Jolla, I watch Cuomo every day. So I, when he speaks, so I want to keep up on what's happening in my city. And I knew like so many police officers were coming down with the virus. And so, and yeah. that, so they were calling people back to say like, you need to go on patrol or you need to do this. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's really, I mean, it's lucky that you're not, I mean, so are you not going in at all? So everything's virtual for yeah. you?
0: No, 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 no. I'm going in. I'm oh, you're going. Yes, exactly. I'm still planning uh, my events and teaching classes. We're um, we're 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 doing a lot of uh, a lot of work within the unit to get resources out to people. Um, our school safety agents, um, school safety division and traffic enforcement, they took a lot of it. they had a lot a, a large number of deaths from oh. COVID. So, you know, we're yes. trying to we're trying to reach you know, all of these people who are, who are going to, you know, think about that school is out These school safety agents still have to go to work, um, you know, and just find a way to kind of deal with their peers, you know, passing away. So, um, that's the one really great thing about my unit. We have a psychologist We're we're in the process of trying to hire more psychologists and kind of just, uh, we want to get rid of that stigma about getting help, help, you know?
1: Especially. No, I think that's wonderful. Cause I, I mean, you know, literally, like I said at the beginning of this, when I heard NYPD and yoga, it was like, what? That's like an oxymoron. Like that, those things don't go together, you know, but it's so, but that's a preconceived notion that I need to do away with That's old fashioned yeah. thinking.
0: And yeah. I, I was that person. I did not like the yoga when I started. And it made me mad, <laughs> it made me really mad. And um, I was a basketball player, couldn't touch my toes. But I had this ego, this competitive kind of side to me that, like, you threw me in a yoga class. And I'm like looking at the person next to me, and I'm like, "Your I, son's awake. I could do that." Oh <laughs> no. Let's no. see uh, right back down. Oh no, maybe I'll lay back down. Uh, so I was like, I can do that. And then I was like, you can't do that. You need to chill out. But then I realized that I started going back. Um, I had a friend that just kept forcing me to go. And then I had a crush on my teacher. This is pre stuff, And I was like, she does a lot of cool stuff. I'm going to keep going to that class. <laughs> Has nothing <laughs> to do with, you know. exactly. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Let me go put this job actually. All right. School.
2: So now you're home with Ramsey all the time without your outlet of work um, in its you know normal form and the full responsibility without help, I'm assuming. How has that been for you?
0: It has been, for the first couple of weeks, I was like, I love this and I love the alone time and I loved, and I still love the time alone with him because I, w- I would have obviously never had this much time with him otherwise. Um, but it has been really hard. Like it is so difficult. Um, you know, I just keep thinking about all the mommies, the no help thing is like, my mom's like, I wish I could just come and watch him for an hour or like, some of, like, you know, I, I keep saying there's two experiences of quarantine. There's, I have a little kid and I'm a regular person because people are like, I've never been so productive or like, I'm not productive this week, but I clean up and like, don't, you can never, ever say again that your dreams can't come true because now you've had to cope with quarantine. And I'm just like, Literally, I have never been busier in my fucking life. Same, have,
2: girl. I
0: same. We hear you. Still clear. <laughs> like So, like, my neighbor across, someone was like, you know, or, like, I have, like, friends, like, three people this week were like, you know, like, read a book or something. I'm like, eh? Hey, yeah. Are you kidding me right now? And, like, you see, my kid's been sleeping. He fell asleep when we started this interview. He's already awake. He's not a sleeper. He doesn't really like sleeping without us. Like, he's like my kid doesn't sleep. And he, when he naps, I have to be walking him in the stroller. So like, I'm literally on my, I can't stand still and rock it and check my email. I'm literally that woman walking down the street, staring at my phone. Cause I can't speaking of emails, check my email unless we're walking. And it's just like, this experience has been crazy. Cause then she comes home and, and she's like, you know, like Instagram is like, has been a little bit of like a hot spot for us because I'm like, I don't have the luxury of like taking a shower that's longer than two minutes long or looking at Instagram because like you have your car ride where you can just like zone out and think for an hour when you drive to the city. I don't have an hour to think during the day. I don't have 20 minutes. Cause like, you know, you know, with the one year old I and mean, with, I don't know how older kids are. And I can only imagine, but it's not like- much
2: better at this point. They're not that old. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> different needs, but it's right. still the same biz- level of busy.
0: <laughs> right, where your brain is engaged with them. Like even today we went on a walk and like her and a friend of ours that we like do a little social distance walk with because we thankfully are live in a place where you can take walks. Sometimes I look at people that are like, I left the house once this week. I'm like, oh my God, I can't even imagine. Um, but they both said something about like um, – I don't remember. We were talking about doing some activity. I remember it was like a yoga tre- or something. And they're like, you can, Oh, I know what it was. I was talking about reading a book. This was the Thursday of the camel that broke the straw. What? <laughs> 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 anyway, um, they were talking about, re- like, you can read an audiobook. You can just put a pot in when you're with him. And I was like, Oh, so while I'm listening to the words of the thing, and not talking to my son or engaging with him because I'm focused, he's not going to notice or he's not going to like talk to me. So then I have to stop it. And, and I'm just like, you don't get it. You don't get it. You don't, you don't, you don't spend all day alone with a kid. You literally don't understand. Nope. Yeah. And so we are living in that reality of living in two such wildly different realities yeah. that it is, I don't understand her difficulty of going out in the world, especially at the beginning when it was like, you know, love, so right. Like I went into a building for the first time this week when I was like, let me do the grocery shopping this week. I need a minute. Um, and so her fear of that and, and she, you know, was like, I don't really understand necessarily how tired you are when you say like you, I come home at the end of the day and like, you know, you're exhausted, but, um, that's, that has been really an interesting thing and hard and really a great practice in communication. Cause we are just like, I am too angry about this and I'm going to say it so that you know it. <laughs> you know? Right. Because it breeds resentment. I mean, it yeah. does, it's
1: not healthy, you know, and we're all trying to figure out how to get through. Even when you, I mean, fuck Eric's home with me all the time too, but I'm still exhausted. Cause mom, do you know what I yeah. mean? Like it's like, <laughs> he's like I- laying I- in the hammock for like, you know, 45 minutes.
0: Yeah, I totally, that is. And and it's funny. Cause like, i speak to friends of mine who, you know, there is, it, it is, yeah, you just become, when you're that primary parent, you just, like, perfect example, we went on a walk, we came over from the walk, we were going to do stuff outside, and I was going to put together a planter, and she was going to clean the shed, and it's like, all of a sudden, she's in boots, and I'm like, well, he's got to, he needs a diaper change, and he's got to eat, and she's she's like, well, just do that, and then join me outside, and I was like, great, okay, good, no problem at all, and, and it's like, you know, lesbian or not, that's what happens. You that mommy and suddenly it's, uh, you know, and I know every couple goes through it and like you speak to every couple and they're like, yep. And, and, and in so many ways, like, you share so much responsibility and then in so many ways, it's like each parent sort of like assumes their role. Yeah.
1: Um, It's the mental um, load. I mean, we talk about this a lot. It's the mental load and it's exhausting. I mean, right now is we've been, I go to bed by like nine 30 these days. mm -hmm. Like I am exhausted. And I said to Eric the other day, I was like, why am I so tired? Like I'm getting eight hours of sleep because my child, she sleeps, but I was like, I'm getting eight hours of sleep. I said, why am I so tired? But it's like the, also having to be
2: like, all good. Mm -hmm. And there's also, I mean, my husband and I were actually just talking about this tonight, this, and it's something that he has come to understand in a new way because he's worked the entire time we've had kids. And I took time off from being in a show, then went back to a show after I had my first kid. Then after my second, it was a much longer break. And I really, really struggled with like the being stay at home mom situation. And He said, You know, I get it. It's like you never stop moving. You're busier than you've ever been, but there's nothing igniting your passion. Yes, you're passionate about taking care of your kid, but you're not feeding yourself in this other way. There's like he's had like these projects that he's been working on. He's like I I haven't had a project for a week and I don't I I'm losing it. And I said, I said I know. That's what being a stay-at-home parent is like a lot of the time, you know? So it's like it's really I think probably a lot of families are going through this shift of understanding hopefully <laughs> if they're communicating yeah. um, you know, what it's like, but I, I, am trying to think of, uh, there's like a meme or something articulate just because you're, it's about the exhaustion of motherhood, that you can be totally exhausted by not being inspired by, by something. And I think that for me, that right now that hits it on the head. It's Mm -hmm. like finding this way to kind of light the fire within and the podcast is actually, the thing that does it right now, so that's I'm thankful that we're able to still do it in this way. But I I feel you so hard when you talk about that the moment that you're in right now, and I and quarantined with the age of a child that you have is really intense.
0: And yeah. it's so and it's funny because I feel the other thing I like to do on Instagram is be very honest because I also feel like if you don't say something like the is this I'm so grateful and I am. You can be frustrated and grateful at the same time. And it's like, it's so funny because people just want you to feel like, well, it must be so, don't meet a mom during the quarantine or anytime, actually. This is a question, uh, a statement I resented so much at the beginning because I had a really, I had no babies around me. I didn't grow up with babies. So I didn't know what the heck I was getting into when I had a baby. And he came out and I was like, what do you mean he's going to feed all day, and I'm gonna sleep for 20 minutes at a time. I don't understand. Like, I had a hard time with that. And so, when people would think, Isn't it the best? I'm like, Not yet. Not the best. Just isn't it the best? Well, it's very amazing and it's also ridiculous it's a ridiculous thing that's happening to me right now. So when you, <laughs> I like that. When you say something like, isn't it the best, that's really limiting my breadth of experience. And so like right now in the quarantine, when people are like, well, it just is so great that you're getting this. I'm like, it is, it is so great. And that does not negate all the other things that it also is, which is I can't read a book. I can't, choreograph a dance. I can't take a dance class without wearing him for 45 minutes. of the, and, and also he's amazing. And so I can take a dance, right? So it is it is all of these feelings that, that are allowing us to have this very full experience, I think, of life where I feel like we're feeling these troughs in addition to these, you know, highs. And because there's nothing to sort of separate those things, we're just like, whoa, we're in like this nonstop cycle of that, which has been really so in such an incredible way to take a look at ourselves and what it is that we're spending our time doing for me personally. Mm -hmm. Um, and having him is the reason that I can do that because I get to go, what it when I have 20 minutes free, I get to go. what exactly do I want to do with that 20 minutes?
2: (laughs) Because I've to be so specific.
0: specific. (laughs) Um, so yeah, and it is, it is incredible and difficult as you know.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Oh,
2: Hi, buddy. Oh, buddy. <laughs> like, I've never seen these people before. What's happening? Oh, hi, Ramsey. Um,
0: he's also in as many breastfeeding mommies. He's huh? waving. Perfect. Thanks for the wave, bud. Breastfeeding mommies. No, at 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 nighttime, he's unfortunately Colleen has a really hard time with because he doesn't. he don't want me. He doesn't right? It.
2: He's like, I Give was me like, the boob, please. <laughs> You, Stephanie, are the founder of an incredible non-for-profit called Katie's Art Project. Could you tell us a little bit more about that?
0: I started this organization in honor of her, of my best friend Katie. Um, She fought leukemia. She got it when we were seniors in high school. And two years later, she passed away. And the experience that I had with her in the hospital, the volunteers, was although volunteers are great, sometimes they would come in and it would feel like a little bit of a fishbowl. their experience and would be like oh my gosh you did a good thing and the kids felt a little like not seen um and um so I wanted to start a an uh, organization where I cre- connected these great artists that I have worked with on Broadway with kids facing these life-threatening internal illnesses to create art whether it was write a song together or make a piece of art um, or um, so many things now that they've done: costume design, photography, and um, I basically said my uh, Luis Saldado and I had a conversation. He was like, "You can do this. We can start this mm-hmm. organization." Uh, and you know, here are certain ways. He basically like helped me. He had just started Revolution Latina, and he helped me start the organization. And now we are in our I don't even know what year, I guess. Obviously, it's obviously too late for me to answer that question. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've, we release songs on iTunes and we um, connect kids and make art and do art galleries. And it is, every time an art project happens, I'm so surprised. Like I think I know how awesome it's gonna be. And then the artist and the kid get together and it's so magical and beautiful um yeah. you know and we have yeah, that's, yeah. and um, you know we have this unique experience of sometimes being like one of the last things that the kids do and we capture their voice always in these songs and it is so beyond when these parents who watch their child struggle and they see their kid smile and then they hear this song and hear their voice or see this piece of art that they can keep forever um it's like it's so much bigger than me or any of these people that are doing this project. It's such an incredible thing. I'm always so grateful that we caught these kids when we did. Um, and we got to hear what they had to say. Cause they're, as you can imagine, they're so much more insightful than than So many of us, what they see is so much bigger than them. Um, so, yeah, so I started that organization and now we're doing all of this online programming um, and I realized before, I'm like, why weren't we always doing this? You know, the kids are, are quarantined a lot. Like, they're in sterile hospital rooms. They can't see people. It happens all the time. So, we're going to continue this program that we started, which is called Stay Home CAP, Kids Art Project. And we do programming two days a week where we release, like, an IGTV tutorial. And then we do a live on Fridays where they can talk to the artist. And then we do this thing called Crafty Sundays, where we just have people who, like, maybe you're like, I want to help Kids this art project, but I'm actually not an artist. Um, But I can do crafts, so they help create the craft. (laughs) Um, And which is great for the quarantine now, because we all need crafts, right? Anybody with kids needs needs crafts.
1: Oh, yeah, constant crafts. crafts. (laughs) The amount of money I've spent at Michael's
2: Arts and Crafts. (laughs) (laughs) over the last five and a half years. I'm so inspired by what you're doing, which kind of leads us to our our wrap up. During this time, we've been asking everybody a question, um, a different one. And we're wondering for both of you, and I think we probably have touched on it, but what has been the most fulfilling thing that you have done uh, in your, not during this time specifically, but you know, in your life?
0: Oh my goodness. That is deep. So deep. And, you know, I, it's cliche because it's true. I love being this kid's mom. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I know I talked before about the difficulties of it because it's hard. Anything that's worth it is hard. We know that in our industry. And you know what, It's We pretend like that's not the case when you have a child, but it is. Um, it's the best thing ever. I'm like, do I ever need to? I'm also in that phase. <laughs> oh, there he is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how fast it is, kids. Back to the mom with the boobs. Back to the mom with the boobs. Um, it's. I'm like, do I need to ever go do anything else? You know, it's just it's the best thing that's ever happened. Um, you know, there's really close seconds, like, you know, performing like at like, you know, there's close seconds, but nothing, nothing holds a candle to it.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What about you? Guys? <laughs> Same well, color for the kid. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I wasn't even thinking of that."
1: <laughs> that is that is a mom truth right there. You know what I mean?
0: I'm like, like, "Oh yeah, you're right." <laughs> but, um, you know, he's pretty amazing, and um, yeah, I think like I think talking about, oh, I love getting slapped in the face by him, and <laughs> um, my favorite thing is the two finger pinch to the throat in the morning. Mm, wake up wake Thank up you. mom yeah. yeah no but he he re- no that's that's absolutely true and I, I was thinking of like personal accomplishments I guess and yeah valid. what were you gonna say yeah I'm well I was just gonna say like getting going and getting my um yoga certification was probably one of the best experiences of, of my life yeah. I learned a lot about myself and I'm able to use it practically now eight years later um, so that's pretty, pretty great.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You're able to use it, you know, and to make an impact, um, in an organization, I think that needs that, yeah. you know, yeah. that needs that support, sort of the yeah. mental meditative, yogi, yogic. Breath. And yeah. I
0: think also because I was, I never wanted to be a cop really. It was kind of just something that like, I was like, I need a job. I probably should go to the dentist. I don't have <laughs> anyway, You know, it was one of those kind of things. So I think to have found something finally, you know, um 15 years into my career, um, that is exactly what I kind of wanted to be doing. I'm not picking my nose. I have a nose ring <laughs> <laughs> now has seen it and he's I think he moved it before. Um so yeah, to find like a niche. You know, in the department, and and be doing to be doing something that I really enjoy. In a career that I did not think was for me, is pretty cool.
1: That's
2: awesome. That is really cool.
1: You guys, we've loved yes. this conversation. I'm sorry, that Ramsey is already awake
2: no thank you I mean I feel like you spent like your you know 45 minutes of your alone time with us and I feel guilty about it don't feel guilty <laughs> I'm happy to talk to you
0: guys and thank you so much we're happy to chat with you thanks for thinking of us of
1: course thanks for kicking us off uh, for you know yeah. for pride month thank you for right. telling your story I mean, in no no right,
0: nope. Guys, nope. for real yeah. We're gonna to try to put this little man back to bed. Okay. Bye. See you.
1: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mama's Talkin' Loud. Special shout-outs to Rachel Spencer Hewitt for our fabulous graphic, Kristen Anderson-Lopez, Bobby Lopez, and Justin Ward-Weber for our awesome theme song, our producers Dory Berenstein,
2: Alan Seals, and of course, the Broadway Podcast Network for bringing us to you. If you like what you're hearing and you want to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and of course, subscribe and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in.